0: 4020 West Lafayette Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Located at this address is one of Detroit's historic buildings and the inspiration for the lead single from the White Stripes' 2001 album, White Blood Cells. Before its 2001 release, the prototype of the song had been played live several times with Jack White's prior band, Two Star Tabernacle. However, Jack White claims that he visited Meg White one day, who showed him a drum beat that she had made up that morning. Jack wrote a song around that beat. Regardless of when the song was officially made, it pulls inspiration from two main factors. As a child, Jack White had heard rumors that the Beatles had stayed in the building during a tour of the U.S. Though the rumor had been proven false, White still held a fondness for it. The other major influence in the single's composition is the work of Woody Guthrie. Woody wanted his songs to make people happy and make them feel good about themselves. He didn't like songs that make you feel down about yourself, which is an interesting statement. So I think this is definitely in that category, said White. That's right, this week on Cover Me, we're talking Hotel Yorba by The White Stripes. See
1: you All is yeah.
0: That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions to find out which one has vacancy. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my co-host Down by the Lake...
2: Blah, 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 blah. Oh, not in the plugs. lake. Somebody Alex Mildenberger.
0: <coughs> Alex.
2: I survived. Down by
0: the lake. How are you doing? Down by the lake.
2: I'm doing. I'm doing all right. That's Generally, good. It was only two Things weeks are... ago,
0: I think you were down by the river.
2: Was I down by the river?
0: Yeah, in in our London Calling episode. Ah, oh, who
2: can remember that long ago? I I can. Oh, impressive impressive.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm working on not being able to remember that well, but unfortunately for the moment, I got that memory. I got that long term.
2: Cuz what else is there to remember
1: these days?
0: Fuck all pretty much.
1: Yeah. have got to kind of... Alex. Yeah. You doing all right? I'm doing okay. You doing all right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm holding up.
1: That's good to hear.
0: Yeah. We're talking about the white stripes this week.
2: We are. Um we haven't Talked about them much before. um Do you have much history with with the group?
0: No, not really. I know to play Seven Nation Army on bass, but that's
2: impressive.
0: Yeah, I know a big one. <laughs> <laughs> uh And like, I've listened to I think lazaretto the Jack White solo album, right. And beyond that, oh, I watched the documentary with fucking Jack White and the gang. It might, it get, might loud. get loud.
2: That's pretty good. I watched that at your recommendation i believe um look at me trendsetter yeah and uh i've listened to some white stripes myself and my brother jeremy who was on the show a couple weeks ago Yeah, the, uh, mr roboto. roboto episode um and uh some of some of jack white's solo stuff as well uh blunderbuss and lazaretto he has another album that came out that i didn't know about and i haven't actually gotten around to listening to it yet hmm But, its first two are pretty good. I liked them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're alright. Speaking of people who, who launched new albums very recently that I haven't gotten into, Bob Dylan.
2: Yes. That has that, that really long, um, JFK song on it.
1: Yeah. Um, It'll, that's like, as like B-side, a, a basically. B-side, basically.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's in, so in Spotify, it lists them as discs, right? So the second disc is just that song, Murder Most Foul. <laughs>
2: So we'll get into that one day. Pretty wild.
0: Yeah. Rough yeah. and rowdy ways. But the white stripes, Alex. The white Jack stripes. Jack White. Meg White. Yeah. They were married.
2: They were married and then before they even recorded their first album they divorced. Um and they identified in some some interviews as brother and sister, apparently. Yeah. Which was obviously not true but having heard like both of those facts independently i was not sure whether or not there was some weird incest going on and there's not there's not it's fine it's not all not even regular ruse. incest no not even regular incest
0: it's yeah it's crazy cuz like looking up information on this song it going to i was particularly looking for meaning in the lyrics which is just about impossible <laughs> but All of these, like, forums I went to, all the comments were just like, Yeah, they're not brother and sister, they are married, and now they're not married. Some people would be like, why do you guys care if they're brother and sister or not? (laughs) Fucking weirdos, just listen to the music. And it's just like, it was all they could talk about.
2: Well, that's internet forums for you. That is internet forums. It's probably all, like, was it all stuff from, like, mid-2000s when the song came out?
0: Um, some of it was, like, (laughs) like in the 2010s. Okay. All right. I don't just know people him. love to talk about it. Yeah. It's so just, Alex, why, why, why Hotel Yorba of all uh, White Stripe songs? Um. Why
2: Hotel Yorba? Well.
0: Yeah. Not Seven Nation not Army. Seven Nation or, Army. Hang on. Icky Thump. Icky Thump. Or the hardest button the to hardest button. Button
2: to button. I mean those. Those would be good ones too. Just wanted to find something that had enough covers and was something that I new like off the top of my head which this one I do. It's a catchy mm-hmm. little song. It's a quick song too it's only like 2 minutes and 10 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to just get shorter and shorter songs as we yeah, go. Yeah we're
0: just going to be doing ad jingles come next week. Yeah
2: so look forward to that Um, and that was that, pretty probably. much it I didn't really have a particular motive in terms of like trying to show off certain aspects of the band or anything like that Okay. It's just uh, just a song.
0: Now, Alex, some guy on Genius says this one reminds him of the Beatles' take on Maggie May from Let It Be. How does that make you feel?
2: You know, it actually reminded me more of "Wouldn't It Be Nice" by the Beach Boys. Mm. Um, one line in particular, but maybe we should start talking about the lyrics, and then we can we can get into that.
0: I suppose we should, Alex. Let's uh let's crack these lyrics open. I was watching! With one eye on the other side, I had fifteen people telling me to move. I got moving on my mind.
2: It's pretty vague. Uh what's going on here? Yeah. Um there's some sort of pressure for him to move and he's He can't ignore it. That's like Yeah, that's all it, it seems it to
0: be this idea that If enough people tell you to do something, eventually you're kind of telling yourself to do it or at least thinking about it.
2: And then the second half um, kind of introduces the other part of the song. Uh, I found shelter in some thoughts, turning wheels around. I said 39 times that I love you to the beauty I have found. The song also seems to bring up numbers a lot. I don't know if that is necessarily meaningful. But it does, like it says Fifteen people and thirty-nine. In this case, it just seems to be like exaggerations, kind mm. of like they're they're very specific numbers. But it, but it seems like too specific sort of thing.
0: Right? Yeah. Particularly, like I said, thirty-nine times that I love you. Is that all in a row? Is that yeah? Just <laughs> like that's how
2: many times you said it total? Okay.
0: Yeah, like fifteen people. I get it. you can you can look at a room of fifteen people, and like well, oh, there's fifteen people here, right? But like thirty nine times that I love you, trying to like fill some quota. It's a it's a strange line.
2: Yeah, could have done it one more time. Nice round forty, but he didn't. Yeah,
0: he didn't. So there's he knew this it would upset us.
2: So there's a beginning where there's this feeling of of needing to like move or needing to change, and then there's a second half where he's um, talking about well, well, he one he mentioned shelter, and he's talking about love. Uh, so there's this other person that he is saying he loves, and then this idea of shelter, which seems to be sort of brought up in the idea of this hotel, and also perhaps in the idea of this relationship.
0: Yeah, and then another thing this brings up, that'll come up in verse 2, with the idea of these 15 people around him. Uh, is this idea of being crowded and sort of, uh, I guess, influenced by these outside factors? Which in verse two, he kind of comes up with a plan to get away from that.
2: Right, but first we have a course.
0: We do, and it says, "Well, it's one, two, three, four. Take the elevator at the Hotel Yorba. I'll be glad to see you later." All they got inside is vacancy.
2: So that sort of um, has both factors. It it is a shelter, one. <laughs> in shelter. theory um and also is there there's no one else in there the only thing in there is is nobody vacancy <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's doesn't have people are crowding him in anymore in this location. yeah
0: was well, it that there's no people or that the people inside are, are vacant of of the mind
2: that could be i i don't know
0: 'Cause it is it is now currently uh, government subsidized housing, the hotel you're but it is no longer an actual hotel.
2: Right. Right. Uh what I don't they, know.
0: What they what they call SROs, I believe. Single resident occupancy. So you you rent them out on essentially a weekly basis, it's a lower price than your standard apartment or anything. And they just kinda suck. This is the the general vibe. Yeah,
2: well supposedly it wasn't a great hotel anyway. Mm-hmm. In the first place. It's kind of an old building. Yeah. Um so maybe no one would go there because of that, or you know, only desperate people go there or something like that.
0: Yeah, and maybe with that elevator, I mean, probably not a safe elevator.
2: Perhaps. Perhaps. Is it the yeah. Hotel the orbit It's a real quick chorus.
0: Exactly. It's in and out. It's one, two, three, four lines and then a fifth one.
2: And then verse two is where we start to get this, uh, sort of daydreaming part mm-hmm. of the song. Uh, it says, I've been thinking of a little place down by the lake. They got a dirty old road leading up to the house. I wonder how long it will take till we're alone sitting on the front porch of that home. I'm going too far, right? Which no, keep the going. Out? Get, I get, the whole <laughs> get the whole thing, thing out. Stomping our feet on the wooden boards. Never got to worry about locking the door.
0: So yeah, this seems to stand in direct contrast to the Hotel Yorba, which I think we can all agree is a shithole. With a bunch of people in it.
2: Yes. Uh. Okay. I guess there's the fifteen. I guess there can be a lot of people. I don't know if there needs to be.
0: I mean, it's got fifteen people telling him to move. Why they're telling him to move, I don't know, buddy.
1: Maybe they're not even you telling to him to
0: move like directly, but through through their actions, you know. Surrounded by all these people's probably thin walls in the hotel. He's got moving on his mind. Anyway, so he's thinking of a little place down by the road. We get, we get sort of the opposite idea of a hotel, which is packed in people. It's a place mm-hmm. down the road. It's a dirty old road leading up to the house, so obviously not used very often. And then he talks about the idea. He finishes up with talking about the idea of stomping their feet on the wooden boards and never having to worry about locking the door. Two things that they can do because they're not around other people.
2: Yeah, which you definitely couldn't do in a... Hotel because you're probably above somebody, mm-hmm. um, and you can't not lock the door because you don't know who else is in there. Uh, keep your privacy. Uh, yeah, but also stomping the feet is kind of a like very. It would be associated with like music, you know, keeping the rhythm, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of a cozy thing. I would think like if something you do with people you're familiar with. You you do this song and dance. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, you fucking I'm taking. You're on the front porch. It gives that sort of, and even yeah. the instrumentation of this is very much in like a country blues vein.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a Hoot Nanny, baby. Sure is.
0: So yeah, that's. Uh, I think verse two stands in contrast to the sort of half painted image of the hotel Yorba. <laughs> then we get the chorus mm-hmm. again. And then we come to verse 3, where he says, It might sound silly for me to think childish thoughts like these, but I'm so tired of acting tough, and I'm gonna do what I please. Let's get married. In a big cathedral by a priest, because if I'm the man that you love the most, you could say I do, at least. At least.
2: And yeah, it's more like daydreaming stuff, but he's seems like he's maybe speaking to someone else now. And acknowledging that it's kind of fantastical. But... Also, that he doesn't really care because he's been sort of forced into a particular role uh, Mm -hmm. through whatever. Um, And he's tired of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe in some sense, he's trying to force this other person. You know, he has excessively said, or maybe not excessively, the 39 times I love you. It's, we don't right. know the depth of their relationship, but maybe it's just like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Let's that's get the true. fuck out of this hotel and and get to uh, uh, like a little house by the lake and be married and be happy because I am sick of being in the low end of the city here living in this not great hotel.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a, a cliche of like the young people being like, we just need to get out of here and we have each other, so that's all we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also, this is the big part that reminded me of um, Wouldn't It Be Nice? by the beach boys right. cuz it's it's very similar like literally a song that acknowledges that it's a young person or at least thinking in a, in a sort of childish way and uh just saying like let's get out of here we let's get married and go off and just do whatever yeah
0: one of the lines in that song is we could be married yeah. and then we'd be then happy we'd be happy
2: exactly and uh it's it is kind of this like I would somewhat childish like fantastical um, romantic version of these of this like sort of relationship Mm -hmm. of this like this just like you run away together and sort of assert your independence yeah identity
0: while doing these traditional things getting married in a big cathedral by a priest
2: yeah exactly
0: Um, then we get the chorus again but it has a second chorus verse the well, no, second stanza, I suppose, is the correct term, where he says, and it's 4567, grab your umbrella, grab hold of me, because I'm your favorite fella. All they got inside is vacancy. Vacancy.
2: Yes. um, Vacancy. There, vacancy. There's a suggestion in the comments that the umbrella might have to do with uh the fact that the roof is leaking, because it's a right. shitty hotel. I mean, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm um other than that i would associate an umbrella and i guess it's technically a parasol but with again if we're talking about like this fantastical like house out in the middle of wherever i don't know sort of sounds like i'm now thinking of the like the southern bell with the parasol right kind of imagery. yeah
0: yeah yeah to protect them from the sun yeah
2: so and also the grab a hold of me See, I was thinking more of like in terms of like a dance than just like a hug
0: or whatever. If that makes sense, right?
2: Because we're talking about stomping the feet. Obviously, the the fact that it's a song, uh, right. And you get mindset. the counting
0: of rhythm: four, five, yeah. six, seven.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's kind of the imagery I get out of this. They're just right. Kinda I kind of read
0: along with the uh, the genius interpretation where he says that. Like, an umbrella is a protective object and that it protects you from the weather, whether that be sun or rain. And then grab hold of me, because I am also, like, a protective element.
2: It's drawing a parallel between those two things.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But, yeah, it could be, like, a, you, you take your umbrella to protect you, and then you take me because you like me. So you, you take things to protect you. You also take things that you enjoy. So, you know. It's not a little bit of both.
2: Yeah, it also maybe just seems like it's part of the rhyme so like, well, umbrella rhymes with fella. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, you take your umbrella because sometimes you need an umbrella because it's supposed to rain later or whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and if we we take uh, the fact that jack white was influenced by woody guthrie for having songs that make you feel good about yourselves and aren't necessarily like meant to feel bad Mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's just sort of a maybe that's all it is is a lighthearted rhyme of umbrella with fella
2: yeah because like because they do rhyme it's
0: it's true you can't Can't change that fact and that's the fucking song alex
2: not a whole lot of lyrics
0: I, I, you might say that all these lyrics have inside is vacancy.
2: You might. Would you say that?
0: I just did. What? That's right. Speaking of things, what's, what kind of music instruments are happening in this, Alex? Tell me everything you know.
2: I mean, it's pretty much an acoustic guitar and, and drums.
0: Yeah, and a drum goes. Yeah,
2: it's the white stripes. Yeah. They don't, there's only two of them. They can't play a lot of instruments at They can't time. play
0: a lot. And it does have like a like a change in the chorus. Like there's more cymbal work in the chorus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the breakdown for the third verse. Yeah, Let's well, the Get Married. Guitar cuts out. Mm-hmm. But um, well, it picks back up on Let's Get Married. So it cuts out for about like the first yeah, like what is that, three, half three or lines. So. Yeah. Give or take give or take um you know i'm a giver um
2: yeah it's i mean it's an interesting it's it's like very simple supposedly in this album versus the first two they tried to move away a little bit from like from the like more bluesy sound because like their first couple albums had well for example like a cover of saint james infirmary blues Mm-hmm. They were more bluesy and this was more like a straightforward kind of rock thing, but also there's more sort of country influence, which I think you hear on this.
0: Yeah. A lot it's more. Like country garage rock. Yeah.
2: And I mean a lot of that there's that energy you get from from Meg White as the drummer cuz that's kind of that's how she drums. It's pretty distinctive style. Mhm. Um and that's what, yeah, that's what you get in the background behind the the, guitar, really. If you could even be said to be behind it, is that, and it's like this kind of just alternating kick, kick snare uh, pattern. And then, like you said, moves to cymbals more so in the chorus. Um, That kind of keeps it moving.
0: Yeah. Gives it that I more guess-
2: garage rocky feel
0: exactly and you get those kind of strained vocals from jack white let's get married you know it's it's very similar to smashing pumpkins in some ways they're, yeah and uh, he's actually like sings ballpark pretty high too yeah
2: for what it's worth
0: for what it's worth is a different song that we've already talked about on this podcast remember that because yeah, i barely dude, do that
2: was like not even that long ago
0: Fair enough. Right? Um I had something else to see. Not even that. I want to say it was like a, a, like roughly a year ago.
2: Oh, maybe it was.
0: Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, Alex.
1: Huh.
0: So, The Atlantic described this song. It wasn't what the article was about, but they briefly mentioned one of one of Jack White's sort of styles of songs, which this category, with this one, fit into that category. They described it as a gallant nursery rhyme. What do you think about that, Alex?
2: Yeah, it it, it does have that feeling. It's kind of more. Um, we mentioned it. It's, it seems more like a young person. This is point of view. Um, it's very much based around, like, love and running away and being together with someone. Um, it's a little grimier just because they are really in this, like, run-down hotel. Yeah. They're not actually, like, in this nice house.
0: And it is worth mentioning that the single version of this was actually recorded and played in room 206 of the Hotel Yorba.
2: Which is probably loud. Probably a loud thing to do.
0: Oh yeah. Um, it'll be interesting when we uh I think we are moving into the music video now to talk about that. Which they wanted to film there and I believe attempted to. It was hard to get a uh oh here, I got a quote from Jack White. He says, they wouldn't let us in. They thought we were from the IRS or something. It's a really <laughs> seedy hotel, so I guess we just looked a little too respectable to get a room there. The funniest thing was, we were sitting out in the van saying, man, we can't get in, I can't believe this. And just then, NPR did a review of our new album saying, here's the new song, Hotel Yorba. They started playing, and we were just laughing.
2: So they are just in some other random hotel-looking place?
0: I suppose so. Um, It's weird, because they apparently have also been banned for life. From the Hotel Yorba. Which
2: isn't even a hotel anymore, so it doesn't matter. hmm um, What I
0: do like about this is that this song, which is in part based on a rumor, is done by this band, which has such a, a strong relationship with rumors that they have instigated themselves to some extent. And then even something like the music video has rumors built in around it. It's just a, it's rumors all the way down, man. What They're is ki- this a Fleetwood Mac album? I know,
2: right? They're kind of mysterious though. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um I don't think they gave like se- interviews separately when they were um to, like performing right. together.
0: So it was always with the White Stripes, not yeah. like with Meg White of the White Stripes or with Jack White of the White Stripes. Yeah, exactly.
2: So they kind of had they kind of a mysterious aura about them.
0: Mhm. Which breeds rumors. Mhm does. So this music video Alex it's directed by somebody. Do you know who it's directed by?
2: Uh who's it directed by?
0: Um I was hoping I would find it in the time it took for you to ask me that. I'll tell you who it is and it is an actress model Tracy Mae Miller who features in the music video and was a member of Two Star Tabernacle, but it is Dan John Miller, who is a guy. And it was shot by Kevin Carico. Carico, maybe. Dan
2: John Miller. He sure is a guy.
0: He's an American singer, songwriter, and an actor from Detroit. He, he played... played Luther Perkins, who's John, Johnny Cash's guitar player in the film Walk the Line, Alex.
2: Cool. And he shot this.
0: And he shot this.
2: Um, so the video itself is kind of a literal interpretation of the song. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the majority of the video takes place just in a room at the hotel. Yeah. Jack and Jack and Meg are sitting on this bed in the hotel and he's playing the guitar and she's either just like hitting a tambourine which is very clearly not present in the drum track. Yeah. Or like hitting a bag with drumsticks.
0: Oh, was it a bag? I thought it was a box, but yeah, either way, like it's it's very much not the, th- the <laughs> she's not <Yeah>. hitting drums.
2: <laughs> she's clearly not doing the drums.
0: Yeah um also worth noting is that she is wearing uh, a red dress uh jack is wearing a white t-shirt and red pants
2: right as part of their sort of overall aesthetic which is the three colors red white and black.
0: yeah but it also seems to play into the symbolism of this cuz when they go to the the second verse he is with uh the uh the model Tracy something miller who is wearing right. all white okay and then he is uh that uh meg meg white is wearing red and is like connected to him by this like like leash at the hip basically
2: yeah they, they're they tied together
0: so you've got the red woman the white woman jack in the middle who is red and white he's
2: also although when they're on the uh, sitting on the porch of the home he is wearing all mm-hmm. red
0: is he he is shit alex what does that tell you?
2: I don't know. What does that tell you? This is this is your metaphor. <laughs>
0: I, I'm just pointing out symbolism. I don't necessarily understand it. Okay, fair I'm just, enough. I'm just saying it's um, it's present.
2: Yeah. Uh, she also has red hair. The model. Oh yeah. Does that mean something? I don't know.
0: I'll allow it. Um, you're right. He is all red.
2: Yeah. And then it, they're like, I also like how throughout the video everything is very like,
1: like. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Trying to be, like, casual? Like, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning,
2: when he's singing, he's just, like, staring off into space. And, I mean, mouthing the lyrics, obviously, because that's how... Yeah, it's how very low energy. so these work. Yeah, low energy, and, like, when they're t- tapping their feet, it's just, like... They're just, like, sitting there, like, staring off into the middle distance, like, casually tapping their feet. Yeah,
0: it's points. like that kind of teenaged scenario where... You do things that are supposed to be enjoyable, but you feel like you're not supposed to enjoy yourself while you do it. Because
2: it's not cool or something.
0: Yeah, so you you have this, like, neutral face.
2: And then even, like, at the very end of the video, he starts to smile and, like, they play the last note and then he has to, like, force himself. It seems like he's having trouble, like, not smiling. He's like, now I gotta be serious and, like, gets rid of the smile.
0: Oh, yeah, he's got that, like, (laughs) smile that he's trying to fight back there. Yeah, he's
2: like, it's like teeth closed mouth still kind of curled up and then he like forces it down into a straight face. And he's like, Oh yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway. So that's, yeah, that's kind of the, I guess young person vibe you get from this. Mm-hmm. And they look so young in this. They're
1: very young. Cause this
2: is like 2001 or so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was 10 years before the band, I guess, broke up technically. They're still around, and they look very different, or at least Jack does, because Meg isn't really as public. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sure yeah, there's so some the symbolism sh- with them being tied together as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, the history of the band is they were um, married, so perhaps it has something to do with that, the idea of like your past being part of who you are or something, mm-hmm. or carrying around baggage
0: exactly yeah, he's literally carrying around the baggage of his past relationship mm-hmm. in this idyllic relationship at the lake house and so then when, when we see him in his naturalistic state at the hotel he is kind of between those two worlds he's wearing the pants of this uh, last relationship while, while the shirt of another that, maybe it all Does came together
2: it all came Does together
0: it, i don't know Alex. it might <laughs> also the, okay. the priest
2: is wearing red
0: Yeah, priest wears red. Uh, Meg is, uh, like, petting a white rat. At least I believe it's a rat. It could just be a mouse.
2: Which is also, the priest wearing red's kind of weird because priests don't wear red that often.
0: Yeah, that's a very, like, Renaissance era, I feel. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, I'm thinking, like, cardinals wear red.
1: Yeah.
0: But I also
2: think, like, because, like, in... Okay, like, I was brought up in Catholicism, so I don't know if that's the same as what this would be. But in Catholicism, every, like... Every week or whatever has a different color associated with it. Most of them are green, but some are special. And I think Mm -hmm. red, there's like one red, it's like maybe even. I'm going to look it up.
0: It's Valentine's Day. (laughs) Come on, Alex. Because
2: I'm pretty sure it's like there's like one red. It's like, yeah, Palm Sunday is like the red day, I think. Okay. Or Good Friday. Like it's an Easter thing. Like it doesn't happen very often.
0: To represent all that Jesus blood. Yeah,
2: exactly. Palm Sunday, Pentecost, Good Friday. Yeah, so it, it's not very often. It's not very often. So I don't think you typically wear it to a wedding, but it's part of their like aesthetic. Right. Because they're the, they're the, they're the
0: white stripes. The white stripes. Red. This album's called White Blood Cells. It's true. Blood vacancy it's all there uh, it's all there baby um so yeah otherwise we've got shots of them in an elevator um and it's like one of those rickety ass elevators with the i don't know what kind of door you call that but that one that sort of unfolds like it's from like one a side to the other
2: oh yeah the like metal doors i don't know what it's called either but yeah it's like yeah. old fashioned. you don't see that anymore they're like open open um yep, like elevators open air. yeah yeah in in uh diamonds are forever the james bond movie uh james bond fights a guy in one of those elevators and it's like more open and he like pushes him out like he there's like holding him out the edge and he has to like come back in before he gets hit by a thing very exciting
0: yeah so we get a shot of meg and jack in there and then we also get a shot of tracy in there in her white dress and it's just they're in an elevator you Mm -hmm. know things that happen in the lyrics happen in the music video And you get some exterior shots of the Hotel Yorba, so you do actually get to see what it looked like in 2001, or around 2001, I suppose.
2: When it had the sign, and it was actually the Hotel Yorba.
0: Yeah, I I believe it still has the sign, and is still called the Hotel Yorba.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: It's, uh, yeah, so, like, a lot of these, uh, these SRO buildings are, I live by some, so they, they do still say, like, hotel whatever. And there is like a like a check-in desk and shit still like it still kind of functions as a hotel, right? But just not not for travelers really,
2: right? The infrastructure is still there.
0: Yeah. Um, Alex, that's the music video. Sure that's is. The song, and that's what we do here. We look at those things and then we say, "Let's check out these covers." Are you ready to check out these covers? Let's check out some covers, man let's start out with dutch bunny in
1: 2002
2: yes let's so this is a band that um i couldn't find anything about because there's actual dutch rabbits that are yeah, so, uh, a type uh, of this animal is
0: actually one of the oldest domestic rabbit breeds which is <laughs> I mean that's
2: impressive. I don't know how long domestic rabbits go back but uh obviously yeah. at least as long as these guys. So they've got history and that's why they're kind of old school. Uh mm-hmm. so this came out pretty close to the song originally 2002, yeah. I believe this came out. And yep, uh 2002.
0: Um, it seems like a one-time band. This is the only release by them I was able to find, and it is for a, a tribute uh, album called Indie Translations of the White Stripes.
2: Yeah, so I don't know if it's the sort of deal where like some art they were getting some artists to do this compilation and just some people formed a group for this. Yeah, yeah this, this could be possibly
0: be it. like a compilation of other bands on this album for all we know.
2: Yeah, and I mean, there's, if you look at like another group on the album, Long Goners is similar. They only have two songs, which mm-hmm. are both
0: on this album. Both on this album. Um, the question is, do any of these bands actually have more? Some oh, Joshua some Lanes of them do, is a real guy.
2: But a lot of them don't. Film score yeah. five, Soda and his million-piece band,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Paluka, only have this has a credit so what that means i don't know they could just have been fucking around yeah or something i don't know how these things get made
0: but this thing has been made and it is like a like an indie like uh very laid-back version it's six goddamn minutes of laid-backness
2: yeah yeah it's 550 um the instrumentation itself is sorry i got it mixed up with another one so i was about to say something that was not true
0: right Um, so we got a lot of piano take it away it does the intro it's kind of the backbone of this it's almost like a like a pub kind of like Nanny vibe but it's in a more like indie context so less country more like desensitized youth i suppose <laughs> yeah
2: almost like approaching the sort of jazz tradition it doesn't sound jazzy yeah. but it's got a similar feel in that it's kind of slowed down it's put into a different style and there's some soloing
0: yeah that's true cuz that is what makes up a large part of this um we get an extended instrumental break just before the 2 minute mark and mm-hmm. then i believe at 305 we've essentially covered all of the uh, verses
2: yeah, and then it's just, like, some instruments. Um, mm-hmm. The other couple notable things, um, there's two voices that sing. They occasionally do some, some harmonization, but there's also, yeah. like, it just plays some, like, backup vocals. For some reason, the way the second voice comes in sounds very strange. Like, the way it's, it's mixed in. It is very abrasive. It comes right? in very abruptly. Like, yeah, it sounds very it's... separate.
0: So your uh, the main vocals that are playing, or the first voice comes in predominantly on the left uh speaker, mm. but then the other voice comes in and it seems to be mixed much louder, or if it's just because they're they're singing at a higher tone. But they it, it, you're right, like it comes in, you're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Like yeah, <laughs> like got moving on my mind, like ah.
2: Yeah, like sonically, it kind of comes out of nowhere. It feels like there should be more build up, like more of an mm-hmm. attack to the sound, but it just kind of like. Happens very suddenly, and that gets taken
0: yeah. off. Yeah, and I think l- there are like points where they're singing together where it sounds a little smoother. But when they do yeah. these sort of like peppered in, yeah, harmonies when it when is... it's starting, it it's very sudden. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then the other thing they do is is to kind of extend it is between, um, after the chorus before the following verse. Uh, the first time I believe it, like it's like kind of a little. It's like a music part, but the piano is louder. And then they do it sort of again, but then the guitar is louder after the next chorus. Um, right.
0: So it's always an extra instrumental break, and then yeah. one instrument kind of takes the lead role in that break.
2: Yeah, exactly. And they do they do that breakdown. Most of these do the breakdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, you kind of get like a little piano riff on it.
0: Yeah, I think that piano is very, uh, it's, I mean, it's simple in a lot of ways, but it's very charming.
2: Yeah, it's, it kind of has this like slow ragtime sound Mm -hmm. to it. A little like old school. Um,
0: which, yeah, I think allows you the room to settle into this. I wasn't too upset at this one, given its length is three times that of the original.
2: Yeah, it's longer, but the original is also very short, so. Yeah um yeah it kind of like it used its used the space to create more of that like laid back atmosphere and it did it reasonably well it doesn't sound like supposedly when they were when the white stripes were recording originally one of their goals was to not make it sound too good um Mm. they wanted to keep that sort of thrown-together vibe or or something or or less professional yeah, vibe. Yeah, what,
0: what you might call raw.
2: Yeah, rawness. Um, and this kind of still has that, but it it sounds a little... Like, there's more of a thing they've put together while mm-hmm. still kind of preserving that amateurish feeling.
0: Yeah, I think it comes together particularly on the, the chorus where they're both uh, singing together. It's a... Uh... It's not. It's not the greatest harmonies, but it yeah. is. Uh, so it's a bit rough, but it is like what it should be.
2: Yeah, and we have heard worse harmonies recently. Was it on? Uh, it was on one of the last two. I don't remember that had just like really weird harmonies.
0: Oh yeah, I was, like um... I, I'm.
2: I'm st- I can't remember what it was.
0: Yeah. No. At <laughs> this point, we've done so many of these, man. We're just. We're getting close to a hundred episodes. <laughs> That's
2: true. We're on like. I don't know. Oh, by the way, we did for what it's worth in November.
0: Yeah, I I checked that. Did I forget to tell you that? Yeah, November twenty-sixth, so it would have been uh the twelfth when we recorded that.
2: Yeah. Seven so months know. ago.
1: Seven and a half. Uh yeah, so, anyway.
0: So. Um
1: so to get so, back on topic.
0: Um, 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 um when we get to the uh to the guitar solo right, that is, is solo. leading us in the, at the three minute mark. Uh, they have a, a backing chorus going, All the God Inside is Vacancy. All the God Inside is Vacancy.
2: Yeah, and that continues for quite a while because the guitar solo continues for quite a while. Mm hmm. Um, the guitar solo is a lot more distorted than the rest of the song. Um, yeah. And and then another it-
0: way they allow the roughness to come back into the song because it's not. This isn't virtuoso work. There's a there's a bit of ugliness to it.
2: Yeah, for sure. And a lot of it is is the like recording quality. It kind of has this echoeyness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound like it's done in a professional studio or anything. It, like it kind of sounds like maybe it's a bootleg kind of situation. Like it's yeah. a live recording, done on not great equipment. Um, and then yeah, they just like solo for quite a while, like.
0: Yeah, like two and a half minutes, basically. Yeah.
2: <laughs> With kind of the backing track continuing, like the drums continue, the piano still plays. Yeah. And they do this, oh, they get inside and they can see, like of vocals.
0: Yeah, which just then around the five-minute marks to kind of de- devolves into shouting and some,
2: ah! Yeah, it and the guitar just kind of like still distorted, keeps kind of, almost like falling apart like it's more yeah. like repeating single note kind of situation
0: it's like a like a a malfunctioning machine that you know gets louder and louder until a key piece breaks and then it yeah, it finally it starts kind of like going down
2: yeah and then like there's a little more piano kind of like not the riff but it's like softer just piano whatever and then there's some like voices and then it's over
0: yeah and those voices say, "I'm happy with it. Like I think it should be that way. We'll just kind of listen back." And that was all the uh, that was all the uh, lines I could pick out there. Yeah, that's well, a- yeah, I didn't even a- get that. So, so there you go. It's it's a good little like poppy. Uh, it's sort of in that vein vein of garage rock, but with uh, obviously an indie bent on sort of pulling like a lot of piano focus. Yeah, a little like
2: more that. of that like I guess bar boogie thing. I. That's yeah. what it felt like to me, but I don't know if it technically falls in, in that purview.
0: I feel like that, that piano is bringing us into that bar vein. Yeah, or at, like
2: saloon, I guess. I don't know.
0: hmm But it's not quite that like out-of-tune piano, like real Yeah, it's not like a honky-tonk saloon. situation. Yeah, but it is. it is... It's like near it. It's close to that. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a real fun take on this, and usually... I mean, we're talking this was the year after the song came out. Mm-hmm. This is usually the one you get the year after is the same thing, but with more distortion or, you know, or like something it's, like that. Yeah. It's only it's one degree changed. removed. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to the Red Stripes in 2005?
1: I'm
2: Yeah, let's talk about the Red Stripes. Um, so I'm this is, is not sure Hong Kong's premier, <laughs> premier ska band. mod band. <laughs> yeah, it really does not seem like that's who this is.
0: No. Um, it's, a, it's a white dude doing a Jamaican voice is what it is, right?
2: That seems to be what it is, uh, judging by the fact that the, the front or the album artwork is, is like a white guy in what appears to be a, a dreadlock
0: wig. Yeah, those you know they sell them at like carnivals and shit. Those yeah. uh... those like, like Rasta hats with yeah Rasta hats with
2: dreadlocks coming out. Although this hat is is uh, entirely red, the neck yeah. portion of it. Um, um and... worth
0: noting that Red Stripe is a Jamaican beer, and also the name the Red Stripes is obviously a play on the white stripes. On the
2: white stripes. Yeah this this is an album of of White Stripes covers done kind of in this style that we will describe to you. The style is reggae.
0: Reggae, but not like white man's reggae, but also not genuine reggae. It's genuine reggae as attempted by a white man, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it's not like... It's, it's not, not like stinging the, s- the police. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's not the Clash London calling. It's, uh, it's something else.
2: It's going for like a legit reggae style. Um, mm yeah, so it it starts with like strumming on this electric guitar that very much accentuates the up strums on the the two and the four, which we call the skank. Yeah. Um, typically in in um, reggae music as well as ska and rocksteady. Primarily. Um, right. And then some like really compressed drums, which I wouldn't yeah. necessarily associate with with reggae, but that that's what we get.
0: Yeah. And then just the worst vocals.
2: Yeah, it's definitely like a a fake Jamaican accent. Um, Yeah. Try doing the lyrics with. And it's slowed down to be more of a reggae thing. And he does. And it it occasionally sounds more like Scottish. Or. Mm -hmm. Especially like that first I was (laughs) watching! I
0: was (laughs) watching!
2: So. Yeah, it's uh it's all over the place. I I don't know if this is supposed to be it it feels like a novelty thing like like this yeah. is a joke, but is this joke like hey it's Jamaican cuz I, I
0: Yeah, I don't know. And like obviously I think a reggae version of this could work.
2: Yeah, this is just so obviously like like a an imitation. Mhm. And and a like somewhat uncomfortable one at that. Um
0: yeah, if not just overtly. If not racist. yeah overt, yeah,
2: so that's kind of the vibe on this one.
0: Yeah. I will say the backup vocals on this are fine. The mm-hmm. <laughs> fine. Yeah, great. But yeah, this one is painful to listen to, and I believe we should move on in the interest of everyone. <laughs>
2: yeah i don't really have much else to say um yeah
0: some of these are gonna be quick like that you had 13 versions of this
2: i took i took a bunch of them off you
0: You took a bunch of them off and unfortunately i had already done notes for two of those versions you took off (laughs) that's fine i've deleted them they don't exist to me anymore so we're gonna talk about mac and Jag in 2010
2: Mac and Jig. Um, Again, so this another is, White Stripes yeah, tribute. Another White Stripes tribute. Another, like, this is the only thing they've done, band, is this. um, And there doesn't seem to be much more info on them.
0: Yeah, so it's for an album that is an electro... It's called Electro Stripes, an electro tribute to the White Stripes.
2: Yes. The difference with this one is it was recorded in 2010, after the White Stripes had already done... Or it was released in 2010 according to this um i guess i didn't check to see if they had stuff from all their albums but in theory it came out after the last white stripes album
0: mhm yeah i couldn't tell you i i looked at the album like i was going to be able to discern that no no fucking clue so you get your classic like uh like a craftwork style voice but from a a british female so a very even tone a little electronic and yeah, that's cool, the vocals. it's not craft work.
2: <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it does have a bit of a craft work uh, vibe just because it's electronic music. Um, yeah. But really, the instrumentation on this track is like, it, it doesn't change throughout the whole thing. There's like a beat underneath it. Yeah. And then, and then she sings very fast. It's very fast as well. This version ends up mm-hmm. under two minutes long. Um, and it kind of it's got this like first take feel to it to me like like they kind of fuck up a bit but right. just like soldier on through like it's just like go and it doesn't feel like super rehearsed to me mm-hmm. and then the rest is programmed
0: it's programmed yeah cuz it's like literally the drums are i think a single sample of like a <laughs> single cymbal being hit like an open hi-hat or something it's just
1: ting 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 ting
0: yeah
2: it, there's there's like that and then there's some like other drums as well in the drum machine. Like there's mm-hmm. a beat. And then there's the synthesizer that kinda has two halves to it. It plays like a Like it's got a high part and then a low part that just alternate. Right. And then and then just this just like female vocals like very quickly going through the song.
0: Yeah, because she she rips through that chorus in particular. It's one, two, three, four, take the elevator. You're like, okay, alright. And yeah,
2: and even like at the end, she sounds because if I'm the man that you love the most, you can say at least say do a please. Like I I couldn't make it out. Like it was all just garbled. It didn't sound like she said the actual lyrics.
0: Yeah, I don't fucking know. How know. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and there's there's no breakdown in the third verse because they keep the beat going through the whole thing.
0: Yeah, so like it's just it's boring. It's not a it's not a, a very thrilling version. Yeah, it goes it?
2: through fast though, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely it's not. Like a, a flashy style. It's just like it's it's just a beat that does not change. And then and then like very fast
0: talking. Yeah. Um speaking of talking fast, we're gonna move straight ahead into rebound in twenty twelve. Outbound.
1: What well, it's one four three four, take a little the hole your back you later. Oh, they got inside is back and see. Hey yeah!
2: Yeah, Rebound is allegedly the ultimate cover band.
0: Okay, so this, these are the Québécois guys.
2: I believe so. Yeah, these are the French guys. They kind of sound French, I think, when they when they're singing. When the they song. say
0: "debauchery" in, the, in their beginning intro. And they say
2: "debauchier."
0: Debauchery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So this one starts with a. Uh, um, Like a fake ad. Yeah, for, like a fake uh, ad the for the Hotel Yorba. They say, like, cheap booze and... Yeah, I've it's... got the,
0: the copy here. It's yeah, loose women. Cheap booze and debauchery of any kind. <laughs> all of this and more at Hotel Yorba, only for $9.99 a night. We also charge by the hour.
2: Which implies that that it is for, like, trysts and... Yeah, and, and prostitution. And sex working, I guess. Yeah, because you don't need the hotel all night. If, I mean, it's more expensive. It's like when you
0: only pay for the edge of your seat at an event, you know. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, you got to pay for the whole seat. (laughs) Can you imagine? That's how they get you. (laughs) If you're really excited about it, it costs less. I mean, if you stand at concerts.
0: Yeah, I guess if you stand, then what are you paying for? Just to be there. So this is the ultimate cover band, Alex. The ultimate cover band. Finally, Um, we found them.
2: We found him. I'd I'd never heard of him before. Uh, There's some French guys. Wouldn't have expected that either. Yeah. Um, this is like, like kind of rockabilly style. Yeah. Which sort of is is an exaggerated version of of the original song. It's really taking that and running with it,
0: pretty far. Yeah. So Uh, we get like a a real like like country guitar. With a fast rhythm on it. Yeah, it's got <laughs> that like twang, <laughs> like
2: country twang. Yeah. Um, also, during the verses, they do this thing where like they add in this other like bright. I don't know if it's a guitar or a mandolin kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but
0: it like it, it comes like comes in, in for like a line. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just just heavy fast drums behind it. It's almost like a constant drum roll, you know.
2: Yes, yeah, so that I because I think what you do is like when you you do the. The drum hit that's two hits, like, like of the basic drum hits, it's the one where you, like, hit the drum and then let, let the drumstick bounce and hit it a second time. And then you just alternate between hands. So you go... Right. Kind of that, like, drum roll thing. And then other drum stuff. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, But, yeah, you can play pretty fast like that. And it's pretty fast, also. Um, Even though it's
0: longer. Yeah. Now, when we get to that chorus, Alex. Yes. Does he say one, four, three, four? That seems to be what he
2: says. Yeah, he says one, four, three, four.
0: Yeah, three.
2: And uh yeah, I don't know why that would be. I-, I mean, the original version already doubles up on the four, if you count the like outro second part of the verse.
0: Or the yeah, chorus. The four, five, six, seven.
2: Four, five, six, seven. So he just wanted more fours in there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe they keyed in on that as the real hook of this song, is saying the number four.
2: We need more fours.
0: Listen, if we're going to be better than the White Stripes, we need more fours in this.
2: You, well, I, I mean, the it. White Stripes famously, even Jack White famously, um, frequently uses the number three in his work. Mm. So maybe they're like, we are one more.
0: Ah. We need more fours gotta get more fours in there so there's a stand-up bass bridge i think it's after the first chorus yeah after the chorus yeah and that was like i was like oh yeah right on
2: yeah that's fun get that stand-up bass get that deep sound Mm -hmm. um and then they kind of do they do the rest of the song like it it's not not a lot of change-ups in there until they get to like this there's a guitar solo after the second chorus
0: yeah a lot of energy on this. Um, They don't play instruments when he does the, the counting, the one, four, three, four. It's, there's no instruments for that brief phrase.
2: Yeah, and that's something we kind of see where you like, wait a second for the instruments to come in. You build that anticipation.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think they do a great job of uh, hitting energetically, energetically with the instruments.
2: Yeah, this one at, at, at like a cover show would definitely, you know, could get people up and moving. Um, yeah, it works. In a live environment, I would suspect.
0: Yeah. And um, four four big notes at the finish, and then that's kind of it.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of fade-outs in this one. It wouldn't make much sense with this song.
0: No, I mean, I guess you could do it if you repeat the chorus enough, but why would you?
2: Yeah, that would be a silly thing to do. That sounds silly. What a childish thought.
0: What a childish thought. (laughs) Like thinking about a lake house. To stomp your feet at. Oh,
2: I certainly didn't think about lake houses when I was a child.
0: No, me neither. I probably didn't even know what a lake house was. Um, we're gonna move into Lara Hope and the Arctones in 2017. Laura Hope and the Arctones. Now, this is rockabilly.
2: This is also, yeah, this is another... Of the worst kind. Of the worst kind. Yes. Okay.
0: This fucking horny ass for the 50s. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, this one
2: also has that... Doing, like, a rockabilly thing, but the other one's kind of sped up. This one's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm.
0: These guys are from New York, first of all, we should say. um they uh here's a quote from one of the members of the band probably laura hope who says i would say we are a new take on an old sound it's been described as panamericana which means we use many areas of early rock and roots music as a creative launch pad where it goes from there is anyone's guess because while we appreciate old music we don't want to write songs that have already been written and that sounds good Mm -hmm. right that sounds good, but this just sounds like some old ass fucking rockabilly.
2: Yeah, I don't know exactly what the continuing. I um, I went to the website. Did you go to the website?
0: No, I did not. Um,
2: and they had a song like embedded, a YouTube video embedded. So I listened to. Well, I I wasn't a fan um of that. I it's it's the old style, um, but Why the old style covers newer topics so i would say that the newness is somewhat superficial right like it's in the lyrics
0: like yeah you could just take old songs and update them in a sort of parody format you get the same result
2: yeah so it does seem to be their their modernity is is uh is fairly superficial like i said
0: oh yeah i'm watching this video now i i hate it
2: (laughs) Um all right, so the song itself. Um But they said
0: piss in this song. You couldn't say that in the fifties, Alex. Say Thank piss God in the we 50s. brought Rockabilly They hadn't even invented back. the word
2: piss in the fifties.
0: They didn't even know what piss was back then. You
2: say piss to them, they were like I don't know huh? what you said, but I'm offended, they would say. Yeah. I don't know what that word is, but you can't say it. It's the you 50s. can't say that Um so uh they do have like a similar guitar strumming intro, but there's like more of the finger picking thing. You get that like kind of country uh tradition. Um yeah and there's more it sounds amplified.
0: Yes, it's amplified country. Yeah. Uh
2: which is but like as opposed to it doesn't sound like an acoustic guitar. Um yeah. and then there's another electric guitar that is playing like kind of licks.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So we got what yeah we like we got one guitar doing the the non-skank sting. Yeah, just
2: think think ding, but
0: it's not a skank.
2: Do you mean on the like on the on the like Downbeat, I guess. As yeah, I suppose to it backbeat. would be on
0: the on the, on the downbeat. On
2: the downbeat. On the down.
0: On the down low. Yeah, there
2: is also like a guitar that plays on backbeats.
0: Hmm. Now, Alex, I've written here a, a useful note. It says that's kind of similar to Slim Howie in the Reserve Men. Elaborate. Well, motherfucker! <laughs> once upon a time, I'm on this goddamn playlist. There's a version by Slim Howie and the Reserve Men. Okay, now, This I'd... one sounds kind of similar.
2: <laughs> that's probably why I took the other one off. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> they were similar. Um, yeah, I also didn't originally have the the uh, the two like rockabilly versions right next to each other because I didn't have it sorted chronologically, and I was like, oh, "This is perfect, me, I know, brother." Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's kind of the vibe of this one, is it has that. That kind of finger-picky thing going on. Um, The drums are really, like... I mean, obviously, the original, it's it's Meg White. There's a lot of, like, that kind of energy in the drums. Um, I don't know. She just hits drums hard or something? Yeah, because
0: Meg White's not an actual... I mean, obviously, she is an actual drummer. Yeah, she's an actual
2: drummer, but she doesn't have, like, classical training. Yeah,
0: she's not classically trained on drums.
2: She just did her own thing, and Jack White was like, keep doing that for, like, seven years. Mm-hmm. I they probably made music for about a decade um i mean
0: but yeah on this yeah. you get a classically trained drummer playing a, like a trying to playing the same notes as somebody who is not classically trained but the fact that they're playing in a classic fashion takes away what makes the drums good
2: yeah it, it's it's very it's like it's just much more understated and you don't like feel the drums anymore yeah it's they're just kind of like
0: just keeping the beat it's like a yeah, it's a glorified metronome.
2: Yeah, and it feels I mean obviously not the same. Yeah. This one doesn't have much of an impact for sure. No.
0: They get uh they get somebody saying I do as a backup lyric. Yeah, so, I, I do. do.
2: <laughs> Which yeehaw. is like, there's no other yeehaw like shouty backup vocals. That's the only time they do it. I mm-hmm. do. Uh they also say married in a big old room and eat a feast taking out the like Christian connection I don't know exactly Oh, so you like why.
0: the 1950s but you don't love God huh
2: hmm sounds a little suspicious to me uh, yeah they take out the pick and the,
0: choose what the 50s was about
2: the like large church and the and the priest or cathedral
0: I should say Mm-hmm. fucking rockabilly this is my problem. you can't just cherry pick the 50s for fucking nice cars or whatever the fuck else you like Shiny cars shiny cars shiny um guys. there's a guitar solo it's country shit it shifts to what I have called a much cooler bass solo
2: yeah, there's a bass solo after a guitar solo um that's yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this
0: version that's it man let's let's move on into another country ass version Cash returns in 2018 well it's one two three four take the elevator at the hotel' You're well, I'll be glad to see you later all they got inside is vacancy. I've been thinking of a little place down by the lake. Johnny Cash came back from the dead. And recorded this song. Yeah.
2: Just record this song in 2018. It's amazing. Um, But for real, this is like, it's a Johnny Cash and I think also June Carter, like, tribute show that does Johnny Cash I assume Johnny Cash songs as well as covers of songs as Johnny Cash.
0: Right. Yeah, their most popular one is A Boy Named Sue, which is... I don't know if that's a Cash original, but Cash did at least play that song.
2: Yeah, he did. It was written by Shel Silverstein, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at this album, and he's also got like a cover of Mad World. Yeah, and there is Ring of Fire on here, so
0: yeah. A fucking Cash has been since, busy <laughs> since death. Since death,
2: um, and yeah, it's done in like the Johnny Cash style for sure. Like the, yeah. the way the drums and the bass are done, it sounds like a Johnny Cash. Yeah, song. that that
0: old country where it's you know boom boom boom, yeah, boom 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 on the bass
2: boom 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 boom, boom. um, and. The guy kind of sounds yeah. like Johnny Cash. I mean, he sounds like yeah. a a Johnny Cash imitator, but Johnny Cash enough, like <laughs> it like it's it's reasonable. Um the other weird thing about this one pause for dramatic effect is yes. this version is 2 minutes and 10 seconds, which is the same length as the original. Uh-huh. But they do move some things around a little bit, just a little bit. Mm. Um even though it's the same length, it has a guitar solo. Yeah. Um and what they do is they take out some of the like strumming between verses on the or between oh, okay. sections on the original and just com- just move everything together. So when right. he's actually Shorten up singing, the instrumental breaks exactly or, or eliminate them like it's mm-hmm. like it's very much it's like very boom 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 like first chorus first chorus without the like breath in between and then it has a little like old school country guitar solo. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting that they did that, and it also ended up being, like, exactly the same length as the original. Yeah. I don't know if that was the intention, but...
0: And, like, this version, along with, I mean, the past two versions, have keyed into the the country nature of this song.
2: Yeah, and as I said, wasn't planning on having those all in a row, but I forgot to check the release years Well of yeah, I mean, it happens. Of time. <laughs>
0: I but yeah, I mean, if, if you wanted to, to, you know, squint your ears and think what it would be like if Johnny Cash played Hotel Yorba, this will do that. Yeah,
2: like, I, I believe it. It seems like something he could have played. Yeah. So I guess successful. Um, this was successful.
0: The yeah, other thing... I'd say picking up on the, the sort of like lyrical connection even being like, well, this sounds like Johnny Cash could sing about this. It's a first person story experience. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think about... it works like love and a ho, like a dusty old hotel like <laughs> mm-hmm. sounds about right um the other weird thing they do is he changes the lyric um a little bit from right to i'm your better fella from favorite yeah. fella so i don't know exactly what that like is that doesn't sound like natural english to me is that no. like a
1: is that a saying better I fella.
0: no I, i've never, never heard in heard my it. fucking life but yeah he does say that here. I wonder if that was just a, a flub or uh, if that maybe just sounds like something Johnny Cash would say, because if he was yeah, brought back to life, his brain would be, you know, not functioning properly.
2: Because <laughs> he's a zombie. Yeah. Um. Or some sort of undead revenant. Um, mm-hmm. So, because yeah, I'm like trying to think of saying things in like a Johnny Cash voice. And I feel yeah. like saying, you're better, fella. Is a lot easier to say than like your favorite, fa- like I'm um, your favorite. Fella. Like that's that's a tougher I like vowel sound to say yeah, to get right could, when you're saying well it.
0: Be it is that the the impersonator doesn't can't capture the the cash voice with that and vocalization like, I, of favorite.
2: I don't even know if I got that word right. Like, is that how you would say it? Would he have that like I like yeah, drawl like, thing going on, or is that the wrong accent? There. I feel like it'd be more obvious if you fucked that up.
0: Yeah. So maybe so you're better, right. It could yeah. be better's the better move choice to, yeah, to just add that up. That's an interesting thing to think about. Is yeah. what goes into being an impersonator? Yeah, because
2: this is like a show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it's not like some guy was like, "I'm going to be a Johnny Cash impersonator." I'm pretty sure there's like a, like a crew here, right? And like this was developed. I don't know. I didn't look it up that much.
0: <laughs> and you know, the second that you stop sounding like Johnny Cash, they just start whipping shit at you from the audience.
2: Absolutely. That, I mean, that's like that happened to Johnny Cash. If at any point in a Johnny Cash show, people were like, "Shit, this isn't like he said one thing wrong," they'd be like, "This isn't Johnny Cash," and start of throwing shit at him.
0: That's not Johnny Cash. <laughs>
2: like, you're not Johnny Cash. Just fucking and shoes everywhere, man. Oh,
0: wait, no, it's me, your f- favorite fella. That's like, not oh. him.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. I thought it was an impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So oh. you know, you gotta be careful. You
0: gotta be careful in China when, to when you're personing trying to cash. We've known that for a long time. Uh, another thing we know is that coming up next is White Knight Instrumental in 2018.
2: Yeah, so White Knight Instrumental is another odd group in that I couldn't find anything about them. But they've yeah. been creating basically this style of music since at least two thousand. Because and, and this s-
0: style, for all of you wondering, is garbage. The style is yeah, garbage. The style is, is,
2: is I think it must I think it's related to something that uh Ruby said a long, long, long time ago, uh, in like a very early episode yeah, um, and the, about uh... downloading a MIDI track and just like putting instruments on it. Yeah, that seems This Charming this Man was the episode. Yes. Um and this is just it's all MIDI. And that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, and like bad MIDI bro.
2: Yeah, it's it's very obviously like low quality MIDI. It almost has like a chiptune sound to it.
0: Yeah. Uh but it's definitely like, like
2: the, early MIDI kind of sound. Like a like, like a kind cheap of Yamaha you type DM.
0: Yeah, use. like a cheap Yamaha or like a kid's toy. Yeah. Uh, that like you hit the button and like like the, the vocal track in particular might as well be playing like the farmer and the dell or some shit. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it sounds like a kid's toy. Um,
2: and the other thing they do is, uh, for the like, du- cause in the original version they double up. Ah, bleh, my voice. In they the original version up. they double up vocals on the chorus, Um mm-hmm. double track them, and this uses like midi midi brass. Fuck my voice. Is <laughs> yeah.
0: Get some water in you. Somebody get that man a tea with honey. Yes,
1: yeah, son. Tea with honey.
0: All right. I shouldn't <laughs> shout.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not great if your voice isn't doing so hot. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's all like MIDI MIDI shit, and then yeah. it, but it's like it's just like so obvious, like like fairly low quality. Like you get this like guitar. Strumming pattern, but it, it doesn't sound like at all a guitar. It's like boom. Br- yeah. t- like it's that quick attack. Like like it's kind of a guitar sound, but like it's, it's disembodied. Yeah. Like this whole thing is disembodied.
0: And it is just raggedy and, and they're just releasing this shit constantly. Yeah, like
2: I get if that's like a stylistic choice, but... But this is all just, like, covers of stuff that sounds it's, like this. Like,
0: it's like they're trying to game Spotify and be like, well, somebody's going to listen to at least one of these songs one time, and we're going to make a little bit of money off that. Yeah, but, like I, then- like, I scrolled through
2: their discography, like, their albums. There's so mm-hmm. fucking many of them. Like, did yeah, you I was, even I try? It's heap, ridic- like, yeah, There's possibly I got to hundreds. Yeah. There's possibly hundreds here. Like, I would not at all be surprised. They go back to, like, the earliest date is 2000. There's mm-hmm. 20 years of this, and it's like Paul McCartney, Ricky Martin. This is just, yeah, but just Muse, Joe Cocker, Fallout, Ball, Keith goes Urban, into it. Alabama. Alien Ant Farm Rank these things down. out There's The Beach Boys There's like a billion of these fucking things which By which I mean like a good hundred Like,
0: Yeah, usually
2: Like over the last two decades This one's Queen It has a different album artwork Britney Spears, Pink Floyd, Avicii Anas- Anastasia Pitbull Celine Dion, Avril Lavigne Maroon 5, which for some reason has the same artwork as the Queen one Which is a knight on a horse Don't get that <laughs> i mean they're white knight instrumental but anyway it's it's bizarre it's it's a very strange group i almost took this one off but i just wanted to talk about them because it's one of those weird things yeah led zeppelin volume two led zeppelin volume four there's volume three. yeah
0: just terrible doom one and um, two
2: with that michael buble some 41 oingo boingo
0: as much, as fun as it is, listening to Alex list off just famous artists, <laughs> we're going to talk about Anorexia Son in 2019. Yes, let's talk about Anorexia Asan. So these guys are a Venezuela rock band. Yes,
2: from Venezuela. They they got kind of like a hardcore sound to them. This is softer because yes. they kind of like doing... It's still electric or like like electric guitar, but they're still kind of yeah. trying to do that like more country style. So it's not super mm-hmm. distorted or anything. But like when the voices come in you can tell they've got that like kind of like growly, hardcore affect.
0: yeah. And that's sort of the, I mean, you just about covered the whole song in that <laughs> yeah. one long sentence. Uh, in the chorus, they go heavy on the cymbals. Um, otherwise, it's very simple, close to the original. Again, probably somebody more classically trained on drums, so you don't quite get the impact that the original's drums have.
2: No, I i did like the drum sound, though. Like, the, the kicks are really deep.
0: Yeah, big oomph on those kicks, for sure.
2: And, um, it I mean, it's not in terms of like getting that energy it's probably the closest one of any of them we talked about today
0: yeah probably yeah
2: so it's i mean having that kind of like punkish um influence is probably part of that
0: yeah yeah and like like you talked about the original has that quality of roughness to it not wanting to sound quote unquote good and i'd right. say that this one pulls some of that influence in successfully
2: yeah absolutely Um, but other than that, like, it's pretty close. Even, like, with the drums going between more of, like, a kick snare to, like, a, like, a cymbal focus in the chorus, like, that's what the song is. That's what they do in the song.
0: Yeah. And then, like, again, they do the the breakdown for the first half of the third verse, long sustained notes and, like, some, I think some hi-hat it might be. And then it picks back Mm -hmm. up in the second half. Uh, but I like the vocal performance, uh, I like the, the oomph of that kick drum, and I like that it was a bit punky. Uh, anything else on this one, Alex? Yeah,
2: no, I, I mean, I just agree. I also liked that sort of like punkiness to it, which is at least different from most of the other ones we talked about, and a little less mm-hmm. obvious than just like the rockabilly connection and the country connection that some of the other ones used.
0: Yeah. With that, we're going to jump into our final verdict. we got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would use to advertise the Hotel Yorba. Like the oh, actual building. The
2: actual building. Okay.
0: Alex, what is the worst version of this? What is the
2: why? worst version of this? Um, I think it's got to be Mac and Jag. Like, the White Knight one I also didn't like. And actually... There weren't a ton of like particularly good ones today.
0: Yeah, this was pretty bad. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I I think I got to give it to Mac and Jag for their like weird novelty thing. Oh no, sorry, not Mac oh. and Jag. The Red Stripes. I'm mixing these. Yes, up. the Red Stripes is who I'm giving this to, not Mac and
0: Jag. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, it was awful and racist <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the
2: worst one. It's bad. Uh, White Knight is the runner-up though for just being like kind of kind of probably shitty and probably lazy
0: yeah at least it's not also offensive in that shitty laziness right that's yeah. like the only thing it has going for it
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: but yeah the red stripes 100 the worst version um yeah, thankfully i think that's the only thing by them is that album Let me take that was right the only there. thing on yeah. spotify yeah only thing on spotify anyway Didn't um, look yeah just a, a lot. just a rough rough listen uh alex what's the best version of this
2: Oh, right, because there was another band called the Red Stripes, so it was hard to find anything on these Red yeah, Stripes. Yeah,
0: Hong Kong's <laughs> premier ska band. Yeah.
2: Ska and Mod and Soul.
0: Oh, my bad.
2: Um, Apparently. um, The best version. What was the best version? I think the one I liked the most was Dutch Bunny, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was long, but I don't I Like, I was kind of humming along, and, like, it was stuck in my head outside of... Uh, like, listening to it and working on this, so yeah, I think I think that's bunny.
0: I th- yeah, I think it moved so confidently into a, a space that none of the others really took. And it was like, what if this song was six minutes long, which is already an insane decision? Yeah, for such
2: a quick <laughs> song. Um, yeah. and they managed to, to give it like that laid back feeling, mm-hmm. which does kind of fit in with the original, even though like in terms of the story of the original which is a lot of sitting around but if but the the music kind of creates that movement um that mm-hmm. he feels like he needs to move um uh or taking that away and and putting into a more laid-back atmosphere that you might get from a legitimate reggae version as well but we didn't do one of those so
1: yeah
0: yeah it was it was impressive i liked it and it unfortunately it was the the strong start of a playlist that just pretty much went downhill after that <laughs> pretty much but not entirely <laughs> not entirely there was there's you know uh peaks and valleys within yeah. there but not great overall all right with that alex which one would you use to advertise Wait, the... you, did
2: you agree that that was the yeah yeah
0: um with that Alex, which version would you use to advertise the Hotel Yorba advertise at 4020 uh, West Lafayette Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan?
2: Can't pick the original?
0: <laughs> oh, you could. Oh, I could.
2: Um, no, wait. We don't have rules. I gotta pretend like we
0: have rules. Uh dog, it's the Wild West out here.
2: Right, we don't have to. Um I feel like Mac and Jag might actually fit. And no, that wouldn't be a good one to advertise with. It's just the shortest version. Um, right. So I was like, could it fit in a commercial? No, commercials aren't two minutes long. But I don't remember anymore. Well, what are commercials like? They're not two minutes long. That's way too long.
0: Sometimes they are. If you go on YouTube, sometimes it's like a like a five minute ad.
2: I feel like the one. I feel like they'd use the red stripes, and it would be a terrible idea. Would I do it? No, I wouldn't do that. All right. No. I feel like. I mean, an obvious
0: it's... answer here is rebound, because they include an ad for the hotel. At Agourmo the very beginning. Right off the bat.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's meant to make it sound seedy.
0: That's true. Which it is, but you don't want to advertise that necessarily. Um, let's see. I would pick Johnny Cash Returns. Or cash oh, I was just going to say that,
2: because that's like the one. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's the one. You sell it on Johnny Cash, and you sell it you on... You sell it on Cash, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like... like it's recognizable, and people... You know that people be like is that the real Johnny Cash? Is that
0: How could they it's do John... that? How, how did when did the song come out? About Hotel Although Johnny I mean...
2: Cash was still alive when this song came out, I believe. That's true. So he could have, but I don't think he did. Could have, if if he covered this, I for sure would have found it.
0: Can you imagine <laughs> right? if you picked like, like some there's an actual Johnny Cash version? cover of this song?
2: <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Oh my god.
0: Terrible, but yeah, and arguably the original has served as an advertisement for the hotel Yorba because people have gone there because they heard this song.
2: It's kind of a novel, although it sounds like it's kind of a shitty hotel
0: anyway, so like, oh, for know. sure, definitely not not a place you'd want to stay for very long if at all. But that's our opinions. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, or want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, like the actual Johnny Cash version, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some Alex Wiseguy, Or feel free to email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com where you can send us your questions, comments, concerns. Um, Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. If we're not on there, you tell those guys to... Cough up some dough and we'll get on there. That's how it works in the podcast business. Now it's time for a bonus segment. It's a it's a twist on an old favorite we haven't done in a long time. Battle of the band, except this time it's Battle of the band colon Jack Attack. Jack Attack. Alex. Jack White versus Jack Black. Oh,
2: I see. Um, well, as we all know, I'm sure Jack Black is shockingly like flexible for a chubby guy. Yeah, like, he's a... he does like flying kicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Jack White could match Jack Black's energy. He's just—he's too fast.
0: You're right. You know, it's his his love for physical comedy is what keeps Jack Black. Yeah. You know, active.
2: Jack White sometimes looks kind of frail. Also, like he always yeah. wears those like vests, and like because he's he like he's like based out of nashville these days so he's always got like a fedora on and he's got like the vests and stuff he doesn't have the range of motion to take on jack black it's just not gonna work
0: what he does have is the macgyver instinct to fashion a weapon though
2: that's true he might be able to use tools to help him so that would be i just don't know if he could do it fast enough and he might fall apart while he's doing it he looks fragile sometimes
0: Hmm. He's a little thin boy.
2: Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I, I got I to gotta go with Jack Black.
0: Yeah, I feel like Jack Black is a, is a fighter through and through. You know, he's got high energy. Yeah. You're he's, right. He's flexible.
2: He's probably scrappy to some
0: degree. Yeah, and like in, in terms of if we got these two in a ring, like Jack, Jack White doesn't care about the media. He doesn't care what happens from this fight. He's not going to put his heart into it.
2: That's true. He's not going to do like, like you're talking like pro wrestling style situation. If someone's gonna get the crowd on their side, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Jack Black.
0: Yeah, and that's a huge part. You know, did they record you get that crowd something energy? together? You would think.
2: I thought they did uh, not too long ago. Like they finally met and recorded something. Jack White as Jack and Gray.
0: Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack White.
2: I remember seeing articles, Jack but Gray. I never okay. actually checked out if they. I thought they did something, but I don't know.
0: What there, it was. I got a 2019 August 10th uh, video from Chaplinsky Games. Called Jack Gray. And something else that says Yeah, new Jack Gray song. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they uh yeah, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonder if it's on Spotify.
2: Yeah. If it exists, I've never heard it. Supposedly it Jack exists.
0: Gray. Um, okay, so I've I've i found a man named Jack Gray, but not Jack Gray, <laughs> as in Jack Black and uh Are they G R A Y or G R E? No, G R A Y. Jack Gray, Jack Gray, the Jack Gray Orchestra, Jack Grayson, Jackie Gray, Jackson Gray, Gray Jackie Jackson. E. <laughs> More the Jackma and Nancy Gray. <laughs> That's a stretch, but thanks, Spotify. Yeah, so apparently they have done at least one song together. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they you guys have a similar be... opinion or different opinion on who would win in a fight. We both agreed that it'd be Jack Black. Uh, hit us up with the hashtag Jack Attack and, and let us know. And as we always say, Cover me. This is the end of the episode now. As we always say, uncover me. Well, it's one, two, three, four. Listen to the covers. Uncover me.
2: Four, five, six, seven.
0: Grab your favorite podcasting app and download Cover Me because we're your favorite <laughs> podcast. All
1: we've got inside is covers.